Hello, everybody, and welcome to Better Than Boys. Hello. A podcast about anything that is better than dating or finding your bliss. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we came up with the title Better Than Boys uh, in a wonderful evening after Ryan had a particularly memorable slash traumatizing date uh, in which what we established with ourselves was that there are so many things in uh, life that can be better than boys. Uh, so in a moment of absolute comfort, uh, we started to list off what are all the things in our lives that we find particularly joyous uh, and better than boys. So in this case, we love men. We do love men. We date them. We love them. We touch them. It's all very good. <laughs> but With consent. We would, thank you, Ryan. Uh, and we just want to be very clear that in this context, better than boys for us really just means anything in your life that you like get in the way, that you stop pursuing your bliss, whatever bullshit gets in the way of you doing the thing that you love most. Uh, so that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, we have some cool uh, guests today on with us. Uh, our very good friend Lisa is here today, Ooh. and uh, we'll get into a little bit more about what Lisa's got going on. Uh, in the meantime, we'd love to introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Ryan, resident homosexual, New York City native. Um, native? No. No. Resident. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Maybe you've grown into Could be. the city. My name's Ryan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my co-host is... Hi, I'm Chloe. Uh, I am definitely not a New York native. I don't even know if I'm a New York permanent. I'm just a New York now. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. New York for now. Uh, New York survivor. Uh, continue to endure New York. Uh, <laughs> lots of mixed emotions and feelings. But either way, uh, we're very good friends. Uh, happy to be here. And... We have on our show today our darling friend, Lisa, as I mentioned. Uh, Lisa is someone that we met in our first endeavors in New York where we were all in a moment uh, gathering, as many people do, at a restaurant job. Mm. And we were hanging out. Um, and did you guys know each other before? We had you met did. before, yes. We did. Mm. Yes. Hi. Welcome, Lisa. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Oh, gosh. Oh, of we're just so glad that you could be here. Um, Lisa was with us. And let's see. We found out we weirdly knew each other. Kind of, in a way. We had a bridge connection because Lisa had performed in Kansas City or in yes. Abilene, Kansas yeah. at Great Plains oh, yeah, Theater. Yeah, yeah. And my very, very good friend, Nathan, had been there and you'd done what, was it like in your teenhoods? No, this was in college. Uh, I earned all my equity points doing a show with Nathan's dad. <laughs> Love, <laughs> Love those bless. equity points. Cash oh, them that's in. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very very awesome. And so something I was a little inspired, I kind of like sprung this on uh, Lisa to come on this week because for me, and Lisa, I know you don't know this, so I'm just going to get the joy of watching your reactions as I talk about you here. But one of the things for me that I've always felt about you is like when we met, I hope you don't mind me saying, but there was just like a lot going on in both of our lives, I remember, and we like kind of connected over that, was uh, we're both like, ah, everything's scary, and we're like kind of just in the midst, absolute like trenches of like quarter life crisis thing. And from afar, like, so Lisa went and she flew out of the restaurant on, on golden wings. <laughs> but There's something that I loved about that, there, there was a literal chariot. A literal chariot picked literal her chariot. up. And something I was really <laughs> excited to see and, like, watch from the sidelines of, like, social media and just, like, keeping up. Like, we've touched base every, like, few months or whatever mm -hmm. to make sure we're still alive. But um, <laughs> is that I've really respected that you've grown your own body of work. I feel like you – this is totally me layering this on you, but these are my feelings. Uh, these are my feelings, and I will share them. But the way that I have felt is, like, watching you grow into your own as, like, self-producing your own content. I feel like you've pursued kind of, like, finding your own voice in a big way, which I know – 
from when we were growing that early stages of our relationship that that was something you were having a really hard time doing and you were like on the precipice of jumping into yourself, you know? And I just feel like you've been flourishing ever since that point and it's been really cool to see. And even the way that you've pursued uh, being a vegan, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a Texan, so it's kind of not cool for me to even comment on, but <laughs> separately, <laughs> I respect that that you hopped into that and I feel like it's been like, just the story of you ever since you left the restaurant has been just like jumping into your own art, creating for yourself, producing your own content, and then uh, being just like really intentional about the way you live your life. And really avoiding dairy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Definitely <big>. avoiding dairy. <laughs> is that the key? Is that what we that's all need to do? That's the secret. That's is, the secret. Yeah, that's the creative secret is you can write great things. Yes. You're not eating dairy. No. Um, <laughs> that's so nice of you to say. Like, this yeah. became a therapy session. Yes, this is, this is just a compliment podcast. For everyone at home, uh, Lisa's sobbing currently. Full tears. Full, full, tears. full tears. And yet her makeup stays there. Stays on. If only they could see. It's the veganism. It's the vegan powers. <laughs> it's the dairy-free mascara. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, no, that was so nice yeah. of you to say. Uh, mm. I felt like, I feel like when I come up on a, a point in my life where I feel stuck, I have to shake the snow globe. Mm -hmm. And I use this metaphor a lot. When I, like, feel stuck, I just have to change everything. So, like, I mean, I feel like the veganism was very, like, not even secondary. It was, like, tertiary to everything else in my life. Mm -hmm. But I needed to, like, get a new job. And then that ushered in, like, other things changing and somebody encouraging me to write my own show. Um, yeah, it... I, I don't know. I don't know if that helps anybody, but, like... I think it helps everybody. Helps. I mean, Change everything. Yeah. If you're feeling stuck, like, go get a new job, move apartments. Uh, don't do that. That sucks. That's a lot. <laughs> Moving apartments Moving is, is the worst. Don't but move apartments. Change your environment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, yes. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. So, because what I was about to say just organically without realizing it is I was about to quote Jen Sincero of You Are a Badass, and I just realized you're the one who told me... To read, you are a badass. You are a badass. You're a badass at making money. There's You're a, a badass every day. There's a third one that I haven't read, but I'll That's get it. right That's on it. The are they like it's the blue. chicken soups? But no, better. no. They're like, uh, so if anyone hasn't read, like, this is super not a plug for just Sarah Wilson. I just like shared this moment <laughs> where we talked about this junkies. like a year or two ago. Um, but it's, she's like entrepreneurial. She's self-help, but like her overall message is like, you know, you are inherently a badass. Stop getting in your own way mm -hmm. and pursue your life, you know. And uh, Lisa recommended that I read that. And I did forever later, like a year later yeah. I read it. And one of the things that she says is like, if you're in a place where you're not producing, you're not doing what you want, you're not pursuing your bliss, then change something in your life, you know. Exactly. And she suggests like move – she's like move out of your apartment. If you can't move out of your apartment – then create a different, like, vibe in your apartment. Like, mm -hmm. move a piece of furniture. Like, yeah. take cur the curtains down. Do something that makes you feel like this is a new chapter that you're embarking on. Make your bed. Make your bed. Like, oh, God, making your bed goals. is so important. A it's thing so I forget important. to do every day. Exactly. So, Lisa, yes, we are right. to our central question of yes, the podcast. Our pivotal moment. So, when was the first time you realized something in your life was better than a boy? This could be producing your own work. It could be clean sheets as we talk about making your bed. Oh, yeah. Like it when could, you shave your yeah. legs and then you like get into some nice clean sheets on your Ooh, bed. You know, yes. that it's better than a boy. It's great. Or just mm -hmm. like a really nice gravity blanket. Oh, yeah. You know? Do you have one? Oh, yes. It's changed my life. Oh. Did you make it? <laughs> no. <laughs> but my mom did famously suggest that I sew some fabric together and put 
<laughs> just rice in it. God bless moms. Great job, mom. Um, so yeah, what basically what was the first thing you realized was better than, I don't know, gave you bliss or was better than pursuing this idea of boys? I feel mm-hmm. like I've had to learn this lesson mm-hmm. multiple times oh, in my life. Oh, totally. I think like deep relate. At 19, 20, I broke up with my boyfriend because I was like, I'm going to move to New York. And that was like the first time. But then I got to New York and I was like, I want to find a boyfriend. (laughs) You're like in these rich (laughs) soils of love in New York. I know what I'll do. I'll go to New York and I'll find a boyfriend. I love all of those rom-coms though. I believed them. I am Hilary Duff. I will find. (laughs) You were made in Manhattan. Bliss. Mm. I am Beauty in the Briefcase. Mm. Mm. Um, Deep cut. Deep. (laughs) Deep. But it's a good one. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, upon kind of living here and having to, like, rediscover multiple times why I'm here, Mm -hmm. um, because I think New York is a hard place to live regardless of what you're doing. Um, But it's very important to, like, constantly be asking yourself why you're here. Yes. Um, So I think telling stories is better than a boy. Yeah. I think, like... And that sounds so like. But no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. How how old were you? Like, do you think is there a place that you can track back to that moment in your life where you were like, oh, I distinctly remember being at a point where I decided like, oh, I love doing this. I love telling stories. I love writing music. This is the or was it that moment when you were like nineteen or twenty or what, what did that look like for you? I think that was an early, I think that was like a deep subconscious that was like, this isn't your path. Um, (laughs) Stop. Stop Stop doing doing what you're doing. doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think uh, I did like the occasional like cabaret show here and there. And then one day I decided that I just wanted to start writing. So I downloaded a screenwriting app that does the formatting for you. So no matter What? what, what you write, it will format it as... A script and so all of these ideas in my head are all these things that I was like I want to put that on TV I want to put that on TV I saw an episode of Broad City that I really liked so I yeah. was like making up I was basically writing fan fiction but it looked legit bless your life and mm-hmm. it uh, made me so happy and I kind mm-hmm. of s- found myself instead of like picking up my phone and looking at Bumble or Hinge or mm-hmm. <laughs> boys right. I was like Oh, I want to write this thing, or I want to like get this idea out of my brain and onto paper. Yeah, right. Or onto a computer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Onto the new paper. Onto a typewriter. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It kind of unlocked a lot of creativity, and then like writing my show, I was too busy. um, I was too. I was too busy doing that and hosting rehearsals and you know sitting down with people and being having making them read it. Like, please read this thing I wrote and tell me if it sucks. Right. (laughs) Um, You love it. Yeah, I think crowding my life with creative things. Totally. And then forgetting that, like, oh, right. this is what I want. Right, yeah, right, right. You started opening yourself up to, like, possibilities and, and looking for validation from your creative self and not just this, like, yeah. you know, idea of, like, partnering, you know. Right. Not that it's wrong to partner. I'm a famous uh, serial monogamous, you totally. know. Totally. Not anti, but... 
it, it's so like every, you know this is gonna be so cliche just so you embrace yourselves <laughs> but it's that whole idea thank you clutching the table clutch the table uh it's the whole idea of like you know the most important relationship that you'll ever have in your life is with yourself oh, yeah. and i i think that's really true because you know, you have those moments. I don't know if you guys have had one yet. Maybe, I hope you never have one, but you sometimes have those moments in life where it really comes down to just you. And and it's not that, you know, it's not that your parents suck or that you or a, a friend failed you or that your job fell through and they're horrible or your partner failed you and they're horrible. It's that for whatever life threw at you all at one time, and I've been in this moment where you're looking around and you're like, oh, only me can get me into a better place right now or only me can improve my own situation. Yeah. It sounds like that's the the moment that you you hit and you found this creative path and whether you knew it or not, you know, and that was the journey you set out on was choosing um choosing you over choosing uh wallowing and like wondering what you should do or want wallowing and, and wondering why your life wasn't going where you wanted it to. Yeah. You like jumped on that spark and I think that's really cool. Well, and Lisa and I come from the um musical theater performer world and mm. Mm. In the grand old city of New York, which <clears throat> holds my heart. Can you do a I, separate podcast about that? Yeah, yep. whole we can talk for days. <laughs> but it's like, mm. it's so cool that you have been able to, I think people get in such like blinder mode because mm. you have to be like, this is it and I'm going to do it and I'm going to tell you that I'm the best and you're going to see that I'm the best and we're going to make this together. Mm. And you forget your other outside creative talents or your creative outlets or the other things that make you you. And... uh I think it's so cool when you meet and get to talk to people like Lisa who have found ways to expand to be more than just that. It doesn't mean that you're not it anymore. Or that you can't pick it up whenever you want. It's hard to remind myself of that sometimes because I still audition and I had a really rough audition day this week. I think we were at Pearl on the same day where Mm. I just was like, why am I still here? And I locked eyes with some Mm. guy that I've been seeing at auditions for seven years and we were just like how are we still doing this because it's sort of just walking into a room and begging for validation and like finding sneaky ways to take that power back but for me the only way to like truly take my power back was to do my own thing and then show up to those auditions knowing that I have other shit that I can yeah validate myself with well, yeah, it's like that, um, you know, we all have this little, and, and maybe this isn't universally true, but at least I find that it's true in my friends that I are am creative with or have, like, creative backgrounds with or I know to be creative artist type people, is that you have this little, like, art, I call it my art heart, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a little creative monster. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert of Eat, Pray, Love has a really cool way of saying it where she alludes, it's from a TED Talk, if anyone watches TED Talks, uh, but she alludes to this idea of like um, a Greek idea of a creative genius, uh, almost like um, a spirit uh, that that visits you and, then, and yeah. then departs and whatever. So, but we all have this thing inside of us that needs to be fed. It's, it demands attention. And, and I think the hard thing about being an uh, actor is that it, and this was a big, Ryan and I went to school together. I was not musical theater focused, which has saved, I think, so much of my psyche. Um, but I was an acting major or an acting focused person. And um, and I think, but I was always like, very passionate about uh, self-producing and self-generating work. And one of the biggest things that I hated about uh, my friends who were having to go through that ringer of just musical theater or just walking up to a table and asking for, like, love me, choose me, <laughs> let me be the one to make you happy, to quote my best friend's wedding hit movie classic. Um, but 
Anyway, the thing that I hated for them is I always felt like it was like climbing the Mount Olympus. The attitude within those environments can be like climbing a Mount Olympus of pleasing this table of people, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I hated that from a creative perspective. If we're going to be future collaborators, then why doesn't the audition room or the audition space First of all, why is there an audition space? That's a weird method to me. I don't think it like yields the best results, but I'm also not a musical theater casting professional. So I'll stay out of that <laughs> conversation. But but I have been in those situations and I have been in casting situations enough to feel that I I, I wish that it could be more artistic and we could go about it in a more creative way. Um, yeah. Because it's not something like literally I just raise your hand if you've ever felt comfortable or at your creative peak walking into an audition room. Absolutely not. Yeah. Feels no clinical. one raised their hand, by the way. Listeners. It, yeah. zero <laughs> no hands were raised in this room. No three. Hands. Um, but yeah, I think it feels like clinical and strange and, and it makes you feel like your worst self sometimes. Like it's and it's a different skill set being solid in an audition room and yeah. being solid in a creative process. Anyway, just Truly. my opinion. So I to like loop back in, like I I feel like that's why I gain a lot of respect from you. Not just because I'm predisposed to love self-generated work, but because it's that moment where you stop saying like, okay, I see your no audition table or musical theater environment of today or whatever, and I accept it and I will just stop creating. I'll just yeah. take that no and I'll respect it and I'll just halt my creative process. And you know, and you just, and that's also too how I feel about you, Ryan, and like really pursuing this idea of working on this podcast project together is it's a, a moment where you look forward at your creative life and you're like, I, I must create, I will create, I will exercise that art heart or that creative genius part of myself. Uh, and I won't let an audition table or whatever stop me. So you feel yeah. like breaking the mold of the creative space and, and bring your own work in. So you've done a couple of shows at this point, right? Yeah. There are a couple of things that I've missed. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Tell me, tell me about that. Mm. Um, well, I recently did my, I guess my New York City solo debut. Solo oh, debut. Um, <clears throat> I did a solo show in September called Self Help: A Musical Catharsis, which was sort of a like musical stand up comedy mess. Awesome. Um, Love a hybrid. <laughs> I was so good for mm, the environment. Truly, it was so good. For the- <laughs> Vegan it was too. good for my environment <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, I like told jokes and stories that I thought were funny and relevant mm-hmm. to this idea of like the self-help industry being a billion dollar industry that yeah. sells us something that is not quantifiable. Mm. Wow. Like they're just constantly right. selling you happiness, but you will never achieve happiness right. in a quantifiable way so they can keep selling you books. My brain literally just fell them. out of my head. She's like saying this, and I was like, uh, "There goes my whole bookshelf." Like, <laughs> no, but I mean, no, like, because no, no, Lisa's a consumer. I am a consumer. I am space. a consumer, mm-hmm. and but in a in mm-hmm. a um, in a way that's productive yes. because I think I definitely have fallen in the hole of like reading all the books, but nothing felt like it was changing at the pace Mm -hmm. that you're reading it at. You're reading people's amazing stories about how when they stopped giving a fuck, they made a billion dollars. Yes. Oh, great. I'm not going to give a fuck now. Where's my money? (laughs) We'll let it rain (laughs) down upon me. Buy the next one. Right. Or Mm -hmm. you just spend $14.99 and you buy the next book. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, So part of that Mm -hmm. I found to be funny. And then there were some times where you'd see like a self help quote that just seemed so out of place. Um, There's Mm -hmm. one at Planet Fitness that says, Tomorrow is not the same as today. (laughs) 
Thank you. For that. What does that mean? Though? They also Incredible. have Pizza Tuesday at Planet Fitness. So. Yeah, it's also Planet Fitness. Uh, I'm currently a Planet Fitness uh, member, so I would like you, Ryan, to uh, back off with. I'm your so sorry. If you uh, want to, if I'm you a- want to sponsor us, Planet Fitness, we would <laughs> really so appreciate it. I'm about to upgrade my Planet Fitness so I can go girl, to all the ones all over the city. Black member. I think I'm gonna you get the black are, card. I am still on my like single location. I'm. I think it might be time to expand. The new black card, Planet Fitness black card. Yeah. <laughs> means the same. <laughs> right. Just desperate for spots. I know. I just need help. Um, okay. But looping back into that greater idea, I think yeah. that's, yeah. So you were doing the show Self-Help, I a musical self-help. catharsis. There will be a sequel to Self-Help. Oh, God bless. I don't mm. know when, <clears throat> but there will be a sequel. Um, and right now I'm working on a duo show with a friend mm. um, that I can't say a lot about right now. It's top secret. But it's super feminist, and yeah, it's going to be very funny. Oh, um, we love bigger humor. space, bigger band. Um, oh, where was the first one? Where did you do self help musical catharsis? It was at the Duplex. Sweet, mm, famous um, venue of Barbara Streisand. Ooh. It was Barbara Streisand saying on the same oh, stage good. that I saw. Mm-hmm. Good vibes. Um, good vibes. Good vibes. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, well I mean, I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so we we haven't chosen a space for this next show, but. It needs to be a little bit bigger. It needs to be a bigger. And it's coming up in the summer, I think you said, right? Coming up in the summer, uh, it looks like June or July. Awesome. Um, so we'll start promoting that shortly. Awesome. And we only have like a couple of minutes before we need yeah. to move on to our next thing. But I did want to ask, like, what was that process like of like getting? How, how do you how do you come across like for people sitting at home who maybe are still in that moment of like, uh, okay, so maybe I don't want to accept a no, and maybe I do want to do like Lisa's doing and and then pursue like other creative outlets or self-produce my own work like how have these come upon you is this like casual conversations with friends that grow into ideas is this like you having an idea and bringing it to somebody that you think is creative like how are you coming upon the opportunities to self-produce um seeing other people do it Mm -hmm. um I had a friend that was doing a bunch of solo shows Mm -hmm. and who's your friend was confused I was confused Mm -hmm. because I I was like Mm. He is talented. He is all good things, but yeah. he is not a Broadway star. He's mm-hmm. not like so. You don't have to be a Broadway star to do solo shows. So then I was like fishing for an opportunity to sing in his show and like mm-hmm. picking his brain. When's your next show? And mm-hmm. he was like, When's your next show? And then took my phone and started like sending emails for me. Good <clears throat> it was mm-hmm. a very good friend moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that. It was sort of my hand was forced. Yeah. I let it happen. Like, I you could have canceled that, it at any time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could have stopped mm. replying to those emails at any time. Mm. Um, but I think I was really motivated by his, like, belief that, like, of course you could do it. Anybody can do it. Like Right. Like, he gave off some of that entered that confidence. To yeah. Um, and I kind of freaked out because I was like, what if September 10th comes and I don't have anything to say? Mm. I don't have any. What if I have nothing prepared? Right. Um, what, yeah, like that. Like, what if I show up and I I don't have any pants on? You know. Kind yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. Fear. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. But it, it was January, and he was like, "I think you can get this done <laughs> in the next nine months." Year. Yeah. <laughs> in the time it takes to create human life, I think, <laughs> I think you can. I think you can write an hour show. long comedy show. All right. But um, there is like this myth about mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you have to have a certain level of acclaim or notoriety or I'm using the wrong words. I'm right, like, did you earn your right? To do a solo show, which is insane because, like, 
Why? Acclaim, notoriety, yeah. or you have to be writing your own music. I do mm-hmm. not write music. Uh-huh. I have changed lyrics to existing songs Bless. because I think it's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. But I don't I do not do anything yeah. groundbreaking. I just make jokes and sing what's on my mind. Right. <laughs> well, it's like you curate the experience. Like yes. you shape... You know, it sounds like you're shaping um, an existing playlist into into a preconceived idea. So you're like curating a, a yeah. list of pre-existing songs into the idea of self-help. Right. You know what I mean? Or this satirical idea about self-help. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's a skill set in itself. It's like a very like uh, cabaret skill set. I feel like there are a lot of people in an older generation of musical theater in Chicago who, while I was living there, I witnessed doing this like very well. And it's a total space that exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think I think that's incredible. Um, so for our next thing, Ryan, I'm going to pass it off to you to introduce how oh. we do our snappy wrap-up. All right. Mm-hmm. So we like to play a little game here. And I, for the listeners at home, mm-hmm. I'm going to describe this using my BFA in acting. Amazing. <sighs> I'm here. I am in this room. Drop your okay. shoulders. All right. So we have... For all our younger listeners out here, you might not know what this is because you just text each other. But for us in uh, the middle school, high school area, area, time frame, sure. we had these wonderful fortune tellers. Paper fortune tellers. Paper fortune tellers Papers that you move your fingers product. forward and backward to make that sound. Ooh, ASMR. Put that yeah. closer to the mic. Oh, share the experience. <laughs> okay, so it's um, fortune teller. Mm-hmm. Fortune teller, you ask it yes or no questions. Okay. And um, I will tell you what your fortune will be. Oh my gosh. So do I have to ask the yes or no question? Yeah, we'll just, we'll, you'll ask me, we'll pass it around. Oh, oh no. No? I can't operate that device. Okay. Are you kidding me? Well. This is why I put she's your unqualified. name on doing this. <laughs> I'm not, right. yeah, I'm unqualified for this. So for the <laughs> listeners at home again, there are colors on the top, you pick a color. And for Lisa or anybody in this room who doesn't know how this works, there are colors on the top, you pick a color. And then you're going to pick a number. And then I'm going to pick another number, and then I'm going to tell you your future. Mm. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. This so, can be about anything, including boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it has to be yes or no, or else or it's dogs. not going to work. It has to be yeah. a yes or no question. It has to be yes or no. Yeah, my, mm-hmm. my future uh, telling is still at novice level, so I can't do anything, like, ambiguous. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too far advanced for me. Yes or no. Like uh, a magic eight ball. Mm-hmm. Great. This feels relevant. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it vague. Great. But my question is, should I continue on the road I'm on or should I scream, cry, and run away? <gasps> so, should I continue on the road I'm on just so we get a yes or no? Pick a color. Pink. 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 P-I-N-K. Or magenta. Is this, uh, did you pick magenta? This I one? Okay. That one. I feel good about that. That is purple. So we're going to start over. I'm sorry, I messed up already. <laughs> All right. Should mm. you continue on the path that you're on? Here we go. P U R P L E. He can spell purple. Pick a number. Pick a number. Seven. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You pick count another to number. seven very well. This is really stressful. It's really good. Two. Two. All right. Should you continue on the what path you're say? on? What do we know? We're holding hands. <laughs> Come on, Ryan, just My give it, sources give it to our... say no. Oh, no. Oh, Scream no. Cry, oh. Run away. Oh, Scream, no. cry, run away. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope wow. just, I hope that just means you only need to stay at one point of fitness. You don't need 
You don't need more about, than one. Yeah, your it was about Planet Fitness. Is it was about Planet Fitness. Yeah. So we've, you were not question. ready for the black card experience. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you need to back up, scream, cry, and run away from that. That additional $10 a month. <laughs> yep. Too much. No, it's, it's too much. It's too it, much. It doesn't deserve it. No. No. You're right. You're We're right. We're not doing that. Um, so Lisa is a woman about town and has to get on to bigger and better things soon. So I know we've got to wrap up. Ryan, thank you so much for operating our uh, Absolutely. sophisticated device. We always play a game at the end of the show. So sometimes it can be anything. Uh, sometimes it's everyone's favorite game, MASH, if you remember that. Mm. Uh, but we love to lean on teenage uh, or preteen party games. From like sleepovers. I think it's a good space. Um, But we want to know. Which is why we're all in PJs right now. Well, exactly. That's why I wear my kitty cat PJs to this event. Um, So, what we want to know, Lissa, is how we can follow you. If uh, anyone's listening and wants to find out about this top secret feminist extravaganza show coming up this summer, where can they find out that information? What's the best way? The best way to follow me, Lisa Fan. The hub of my Mm -hmm. internet activity Mm -hmm. is. Instagram. Mm, oh, yes. yes. And uh, what is the Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is at Lisa Kranz with three Z's. L-I-S-A-K-R-A-N-Z-Z-Z. Ooh. Lisa Kranz. Yeah. Like I'm taking a nap. Z-Z-Z. Like I'm taking a nap. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. And if anyone uh, does this, they will find out very quickly. Lisa's absolutely hilarious. And she's uh, absolutely excellent in narrating uh, everyday life events in a way that I personally enjoy consuming your content. Do you watch my stories? I yeah. watch your stories, girl. I watch your stories. I like I to call my stories my soaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your daily. <laughs> daily soap. These are my soaps. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then, Ryan, give us a little info on how we can find uh, how we can find more about Better Than Boys. Oh. Where yeah. people are millions of adoring fans can to consume more of all our of the fans out there. If you want more mm-hmm. content from us, you can follow us on Twitter at BTB Podcast, on Instagram at Better Than Boys Pod, or you can email us and you know tell us how lovely we are. Say at hey, Better Than Boys Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody. And of course, thank you, Lisa, so much oh, for thank joining you us so today. Much. It was uh, such a brave and wonderful thing to respond to my message just a couple of days ago. Organization. Uh, and yeah, we're honestly just like so happy to have you here. And we'll probably try to have you again uh, in the summer after your show to like recap and talk about how it went and whatever. That would be yeah. awesome. Or even right yeah. before. We'll figure out a good time. I was already going to allude to coming back. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought it up. Anytime. Illusions. Um, yeah. Alrighty. And overall, again, thanks so much, everybody. You know, follow Lisa. Feel sure to or feel free to follow us. And uh, we'll see you guys probably next week. Bye. Bye.